Okay. Shalom Aleichem. So let's recap of where uh, um, where we left off last week. We start, we, we were discussing the Chazanish. Chazanish was um, in his beautiful, clear, method, um, methodical approach to the sugi of Los Ochanim, of, of selling land in Eretz Yisrael. Um, and he laid it out as, as, as follows. This is the summary of what we did last week. We are on page 21 of the old handout, 22 of the new handout. Um, <coughs> he said there basically, there, simp, simp, simply speaking, there are two Averas in the Torah. There's Avera of Lo Yeshu Baratzecha, or not allowed to, to enable non-Jews to, to dwell in Eretz Yisrael. And there's another Alavinter of Lo Yisachanim. And Lo Yisachanim included, it was a, a triple header. You're not allowed to give them land, you're not allowed to give them presents, and you're not allowed to say nice things to them, to flatter them. That's all included under the lava of Los Achanim. So why do you need these two different Averis? Just the Torah should say, in one shot, you're not allowed to have Goyim in Eretz Yisrael. Why the two different lava? And the Chazanish explained, um, based on the Machlokas in the Ramam and the Ravid, the Ramam and the Ravid um, dissent in regarding this Avera of Lo Yeshu, does it apply to just the seven nations the seven, the seven non-Jewish nations who were always dwelled in Eretz Yisrael, or does it apply to all non-Jews? The Rambam feels it applies across the board, as opposed to the Ravid. The Ravid felt that it only applies to the Shiva Umais. Well, if that's the case, and the Mishnah says, we mentioned last week in the Gemara Avodah Zarah, says that to lease, to rent out, if you have an apartment in Yerushalayim and you want to rent it out to some non-Jews, you know, for the month, they're there for Pesach. You know, so then that's an Isidra Bonon. That's a Isidra Bonon, but not Daraisa. So if it's not Daraisa, that's an Isra of Loisachanim, Dirabonon. So says the Chazanish, how does that, why is there no Isidra Daraisa of Loyeshva? According to the Rambam, there should be an Isidra Daraisa of Loyeshva. Why not? According to the Ravid, why shouldn't there be an, an issue of Loyeshva? Why is there only an Isidra Bonon of leasing your property to a guy that should be? Um, biblically prohibited because of Lo Yeshu. And therefore, the Chazanish says, must be that uh, the Ravid we can answer simply, Lo Zuchanim applies to all non-Jews, not just the Shiva Umais. And therefore, if you have a guy from uh, Colorado and he wants to be there, he's not one of the Shiva Umais. And therefore, there would be an Isser of, there would be no Isser of Lo Yeshu according to the Ravid, but there would still be an Isser of Lo Zuchanim. And that's accepted. When it's only schira, only mechira is the rice of loisachanim, but not leasing. Leasing is only the rabbanan in the loisachanim department. However, according to the Rambam, you can answer that because the Rambam says that loisachanim and loyeshu apply across the board. So, how is it ever possible to have a case, according to the Rambam, that to lease your apartment to a guy from Colorado is only the rabbanan? And that the Chazanish proved it must be when, when the basically. When the Rambam, Lashon the Rambam, is when we are in Golis. When we are not in charge of Eretz Yisrael, there is no prohibition of Lo Yeshvu, but there still is a prohibition of Lo Yisachanim. Lo Yisachanim is irrelevant of whether it's not telling Kedusha Asar, it's totally in, um, it's, it's, it's us or across the board, Lo Yisachanim. It's only Lo Yeshvu, which applies when we have control over Eretz Yisrael. Well, that being the case, says the Chazanish, so nowadays, there may be no issue of lo yeshvu anymore, but there still is an issue of lo sachanim. And therefore, how could Heter Mechira allow for us to sell land 
to a guy or selling virtues, essentially selling land to a guy. Are you allowed to do that? And therefore, on the bottom of the, uh, of, uh, close to the bottom of the three quarters of the way down the, the page, you see a new paragraph, that's where we're up to. Um, and he's going to have to, he's going he's gonna to bavarn, as they say. He's going to nitpick at any, any question and, and challenge that you may pose. And he's going to knock it all down. He's going to say, it's absolutely awesome. So here we go. He says, maybe you'll say there's a difference. Maybe it depends whether the non-Jew owns land elsewhere. For example, if a non-Jew owns his own property in Be'er Sheva, and he's coming to Yerushalayim to buy some property, maybe you'll argue is, I'm not violating Lo Sachanim, because he anyways lives in Eretz Yisrael. What am I adding what am I giving him? The Gemara says, You're not allowed to allow him to encamp himself, to park himself in Eretz Yisrael. So you'll argue, he's already parked here. He has a, he has, he has a dira in, in, in Be'er Sheba. So what am I doing by selling him my apartment in Yushalayim? So says the Chazanish, Ein chiluk, does not matter whether, whether he owns land or not. Every house and every inch of land that you give to a guy in Eretz Yisrael, every square inch of Eretz Yisrael has its own prohibition of don't sell me. I'm not allowed to sell to a guy. So, yeah, it's very nice. Here. Someone already violated and gave him a house in Be'er Sheva. But now you're violating another law of Lezachanim by allowing him to purchase this inch of of Yerushalayim. And even if one could debate me on this, says the Chazanish, I have a winning argument. Nobody says this difference, whether he has karka or not. Everyone says you're not allowed to sell any plant to a goy. No questions asked. Says the Chazanish, must be I'm right. Doesn't matter whether they already own property in a different city in Eretz <coughs> He brings a raya in the brackets. We'll skip that for now. Maybe we'll come back to later. But the truth is, even without this argument that no one makes such a chiluk, without the argument, the truth of the matter is, I have no doubt about this at all. The chas says, you have the audacity, says the Chazanish, to start varfing svaris. As they say, you don't have any paisik who says this chilek. You're going to tell me this chilek and you have no svaris and it's all the iser daraisam. We don't do that. When it comes to daraisas, we try to play the game safe. We don't take any chances, don't take any risks. So the Chazanish knocks that out. All right. Now for the, the showdown. This is the big... Point, big argument of the major controversy of Etimachir comes down to the next Ois and the Chazanish. And the Chazanish takes care of it pretty fast. That which the Torah forbids, now we said it, may not be applicable, and at least is, but the Chazanish is going to address both Isurim, the truth of the matter says the Chazanish, the Torah permits. Who are these two Yisurim are permitted for who? Lager Taishav. Lager Taishav is allowed. It's 
to live in Eretz Yisrael, you do not violate these two Yisrael. What's my proof, says the Chazanish? Kiddich Siv, it's a Pasuk in Dvarim. Chav Gimel Yudzayin. Let me get a Chumash. I'd like to read this inside. If you have a Chumash with you. Parshas Kisaitzei, Perek Chav Gimel, Pasuk, Tazayin Yudzayin. It's only two psukim. If you don't have it, I'll read it out loud. It says like this: Loi sazgir eved el adoynav. So machlok is in the Gemara what that means, but I'll translate it very loosely and vaguely to to keep it parav. You should not <coughs> send back or, or close off. Sazgir comes with lizgor to close. You should not entrap an eved knani. And basically give him back to his master. He's trying to run away from his master. Do not send him back to where he's running away from. Rather, Pasuk Yudzayin says, He should dwell with you. Where he desires, and one of wherever one of the Sha'arim, wherever is good for him, let him live there. Don't abuse him. Leave him alone. Don't say, ah, oh, I know where you came from. I'm sending you back to your master. Let him stay. That's the says. From here, the Gemara and in, in Gitin learns out that, uh, that a Ger Toishav is allowed to live in Eretz Yisrael. Says the Chazinish. It says, with you, he could dwell. He could dwell with you. He's allowed to stay there in Eretz Yisrael. Okay. Even according to those opinions who learn something else out from if you look and get them at Hayam Abayf, what is the machlokes there? The machlokes is like this: Rav Achi Bar Yoshia says, "Is that Losazgir Eved is talking about? You have an Eved Knani. Eved Knani is a guy, an Eved Knani who runs away from his master, from Chutz Laaretz. His master could be Jewish, his Jewish master. He runs away from Baltimore. He hops on an airplane, on an El Al plane, and he gets there to Israel, gets past customs." And now he says, I'm here. Says Rav Yoachib or he's, he's he's a free man. Right? He's allowed, not a free man, free from, from his master. He's still a guy. He's still an Eved Kanani, but you cannot send him back on the plane. Cannot deport him. That's one opinion in the Gemara. Rather, and that opinion tells us the next Pasuk accordingly says that Yeshev this guy is allowed to live in Eretz Yisrael. How's he allowed to live? He's a guy. We said, there's How's he allowed to live? And therefore, the more says, is a Ger Toishav. And a Ger Toishav, we'll see what the requirements are for in a minute. But he's a Ger Toishav, and he has a free pass. He's on a visa. The other opinion in the Gemara is Rabbi Huda Hanasi, Rabbi. Rabbi says, no, that's not what the Pasuk is coming to teach us. The Pasuk is coming to tell us is that if you have a Jew who has a chap, he says, I'm going to buy this guy. So he's an Evid Kanani, 
I'm going to buy him almanas that once I purchase him, he's free. Becomes free. Now, what's, what does he need this chap for? Because there's an issue in the Torah that you're not allowed to just free Anavaknani. There's an issue in the Torah. You're not allowed to free them. So here he says, I'm going to only buy him almanas that lemafreya he became free before I purchased him. And the Gemara in Yavamis derives from here that Rebbe holds you can be makna davish You can essentially acquire something or you can cause something to become acquired. You can be makna him and, and purchase him even though you yourself don't own, own him yet. <coughs> it's, it's a convoluted uh, type of Kenyan. But Rebbe says that that's the case of Losazgir Eved is a requirement on Bezdin that if a person makes such a purchase with such stipulations, Bezdin has to see to it that he follows through. He can't then renege and say, you know what? I actually want to keep him as my Evakanani. No, no, no. You purchased him and you stipulated that this man is going to be free. He's going to be a free man, which means he becomes a full-fledged Jew. Evakanani, that's freed. That's Yotzel Lecheres. Never Meshuchur, as you call him. is a Jew. He's part of our minion. Famous Gemara, Rebel Ezer. There are nine guys in Shul. He needed a tenth man. And he freed his Evan. <coughs> Big discussion under Shem how he could do that. But that's what he did. So this is this quote-unquote achap, right? Where this person is going to purchase him al tanai that retroactively he was no, he was already a, a freed slave and he's not violating Okay, that's what the Gemara says. So that's what the Chazanish is referring to. Here, he says, according to the, the, the Gemara, straightforward, a ger toishav here, losaz ger evet, means that a evet who ran away, he's now near to Israel, he could stay. He's an evet, he's a ger toishav. You see, there's no prohibition of lo yeshvan lo yisuchan. Ve'afil leman dedarish losaz ger evet, go back to that line, that's Rebbe, Rebbe who says losaz ger evet is lemil sachriti for something else, not referring to ger toishav, it's referring to a actual full-fledged Jew. Mikol mokim seifei dekra, the end of the pasuk is He will dwell with you. The second pasuk that he's allowed to live. There's time at Ger Toishav. Says the Chazanish. The Gemara in Erchin says, "How do you know that a, the whole concept of a Ger Toshav, which is a very important Gemara for our discussion, how do you know the whole concept of a Ger Toshav?" Is only relevant when Yovel is relevant. When Yovel is not relevant, Gertoshev is not applicable. Now I know I'm throwing a lot of concepts out here, you know, because the Chazanish is we're we're, re, we're working with the text in front of us. It will all come together. Gemara <coughs> says that we make Shava tov tov, Shava that ties in Gertoshev to an Evid Ivri, just like an Evid Ivri is only applicable when there's a Yovel. So too, a ger of the concept of accepting a ger toshav in Eretz Yisrael is only applicable when there is a yovel, which we dis- which we discussed was really only during bias rishon. So says the Chazanish, hey, we learn out halacha for tov tov from evet ivri to ger toshav, and you see that's the halacha. So doesn't Rebbe also agree to that zir shava? Even though the first pasuk is not referring to ger toshav. But the second pasuk here in Parshas Kiseitze, which says, He should stay with you. Let him, <coughs> let him have it easy, easy and uh, don't abuse him. 
And we learn out from there that Ger Toshav is not applicable when a Yovah is not applicable. So you says, see the Chazanish, says, see, everyone agrees that the Pasuk allows Imcha Yeshev is the permission for a Ger, for a Goy to live in Eretz Imcha Yeshev. One Pasuk says, Lo Yeshvu. One Pasuk says, Imcha Yeshev. He's allowed to stay here. What is it, Ger Toshav? Now, this Chazanish to me was a massive Chiddush. Not a halacha, but in his lambdas. Because if you look at Rashi there in Erchin, and Afchav Tes, Rashi says, the Gemara says just Tov Tov, Ger Toshav, Ger Ever Ivri. How do you know Ger, the Pasuk of Tov here in Parashat Kisayt is referring to Ger Toshav? Says Rashi, because you've looked in Gittin and Daf Mem Hey, it says there that we darshan the first Pasuk as referring to Ger Toshav. So the first Pasuk is about Ger Toshav, Losas Ger Ever is a Ger Toshav. The next Pasuk says, Imcha Yeshev, Tov Lo. Now I know that a Ger Toshav only applies by Yova. You see clearly in Rashi, not like the Chazanish. That it's only according to the Shita that learns the first pasuk about Ger Toshav. Can you learn the Gzir Shava to start learning halachas at Ger Toshav? I mean, it doesn't even make sense. The, the, the subject, according to Rabbi Huda Hanasi, is not a Ger Toshav. The subject is an Eviknani who now became a full fledged Jew. <coughs> and on him it says, Imcha Yeshev. How does the Chazanish know that randomly we're going to reinterpret the pasuk Yudzayin to be referring to a Ger Toshav? If Pasuk Tezayin is referring to a Yisrael, an Avakani that became a Yisrael. Tzarechin, I don't know why, how the Chazanish does this. Nevertheless, we don't paskin like Rabbi. We paskin like Rabbi Achi Rabbi Yeshia, that the Pasuk is referring to Lo Yeshev. How do we know that? Because as I mentioned before, Rabbi's whole shot in the Pasuk is contingent upon whether a person can be makin davish loy by loyalim or not. And we don't paskin, we paskin a person cannot be makin davish loy by loyalim. So we don't paskin like Rabbi. And therefore, the Pasuk is simply read as Ger Toishov, and it says, Imcha Yeshev. Period. Chazanish feels he has another Raya, that Bizman is a Ger, that, that a Ger Toishov is allowed to live in Eretz Yisrael. Kedichsev, it says in Parshas Bahar, Vayikru Chafei Lamen, eh? Ger Vesoshav Vecheimach. There is a Pasuk that's not talking about living in Eretz Yisrael, doesn't even mention about Eretz Yisrael. It does mention is that they're allowed, you're, you're obligated by a ger, a ger tzedek, and a toshav is a ger toshav. You're obligated to uh, ensure their well-being, ensure that they have money, that they're prop, they have parnasa. So Chazanish says, well, it sounds like even in Eretz Yisrael. V'chayimach. Now we're going to get into the idea of a ger toshav. What is a Ger Toshav? It's a Ger Toshav who wants to live in Eretz Yisrael. Why is it called a Toshav? Shehutar Yeshivasai Itanu. Says the Rambam. Because he's called a Ger Toshav, he's allowed to dwell with us. He's allowed to live with us in Eretz Yisrael. <coughs> That's why he's called a Ger Toshav. That's the, his whole label. So it makes sense that he's allowed to live here. No lo Yeshvu. The Chain continues the Chazanish on the next page. There's no Israel Why? How do I know? The same pasuk of Eloisachanim teaches we said three halachas. One, you're not allowed to live in Eretz It's another one, you're not allowed to give presents to a guy. Well, guess what? Am I allowed to give presents to Gir Toshav? Does anyone know? Am I allowed to give, give a present to Ger Toishav? It's a Pasuk. 
It's a pasuk in the Torah. <laughs> you don't need any rayas, no, no, uh, no difficult rayas. Says the Chazanish. The ger toshav no snim lo matnas kinim kidech siv. If a person has an avela, if you have a dead animal, animal had a pasul shchita. So the pasuk says la ger asher b'sharecha titnenu. And obviously, it doesn't mean a ger tzedek. A ger tzedek is not allowed to eat nevela. A Jew from yin. That ger, I'm a ger toshav, and you're allowed to give it matnas chinum. So you see, a ger toshav was never included in the Israel of loisachanim. They're not. So therefore, it says the chazanish a ger toshav is not part of lo yeshvu baritzachah panyachtulah, and they're also not part of loisachanim. Okay. So. We mentioned before Rabbi Yitzhak Ochanan <coughs> and others had this uh, psak that if the Heter Mechir is going to go through, it can only be done through a, an Arab, a Yishmael, not for anyone else. And apparently they felt, again, we don't have the Kuntras of Yitzhak Ochanan, but he said, he explained it there, that there's no Isra of Loisa Chanan, and apparently Lo Yeshvu, by a Yishmaeli, by an Arab. Now, the Chazanisha said that's we all we've proven till now is that a Ger Toshav is allowed to live in Eretz Yisrael. We didn't say all Arabs are allowed to live in Eretz Yisrael, didn't say that. So now we have to figure out what is a Ger Toshav. So continues the Chazanish, second paragraph. The Ger Toshav, Kaimalun Kirabonun, and I'll be the Zorin of Samachdalam base. There's a Machlaikas over there, three way Machlaikas between the Chachomim, Rabbi Meir, and Achirim. Chachamim say, continues the Chazanish, Kol Shekibol Alav Shiva Mitzvahs. Ger Toshav is someone who has accepted upon himself all seven mitzvahs of Bnei Noyach. V'hainu Kabola B'fnei Bezden Shal Shloisha. He goes in front of a Jewish court of three Dayonim, and he says, I'm here proclaiming that my uh, acceptance of the seven mitzvahs. Now you may ask, what is it, what is, what's going on? Every guy has to keep the seven mitzvahs. Well, he's he's saying, you know, I'm uh, affirming my uh, my beliefs. What 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 value does that have? What's the what's the purpose of that? So so the Rishonim explain that uh, in Makkis <coughs> that the purpose is is that you know, and also in Babakaman, the Gemara says that Hakadosh Baruch Hu lahem. Hashem saw and the uh, Meshachachma says this is before Matan Torah. Hashem saw that. The goyim were not keeping the Sheva mitzvahs, and therefore he he cut them off. He basically said, "You are no longer you're still obligated to keep the Sheva mitzvahs, but you're no longer getting schar for it, like a mitzvah va'isa." Now, kamisha ain't a mitzvah va'isa, much less schar, as if you're not commanded anymore. I'm not giving you that same schar. You guys don't deserve it. You're not keeping the Sheva mitzvahs. When someone comes and accepts upon himself the Sheva mitzvahs, so now we know number one, he's going to get schar. And number two is, is that we could, we, or we could assume that he's going to keep them. But Vayater Lahem indicated to us that most Goyim do not keep the Sheva Mitzvahs. So therefore, we want to ensure the whole concept of Ger Toshav came about after that by Matan Torah. And Hashem said, okay, now we need to ensure whether a Goy is serious or not. Therefore, they have to stand in front of a Bezdin and they have to make a Kabbalah that they're keeping all Sheva Mitzvahs. Rabbi Meir holds, all they have to keep is Avodah they're not going to serve a Vodazar. That's the big, that's Hashem's biggest concern for allowing a Goy to dwell in Eretz Yisrael with us. And for that, it's enough as long as they say there's no Vodazar, they can keep whatever else they want to keep. 
The most interesting approach is shitas acherim. Acherim say, no, that's not enough. Sheva mitzvah is not enough. Avayazar is not enough. He's got to keep all the mitzvahs. Except he could still eat his trefa hamburgers, nevelas. That he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to be makbaran, but all other mitzvahs he has to keep. Does that mean he's going to put on tefillin? You have a guy who's going to McDonald's, he's putting on tefillin. And the Achrenim say no. What, when you have to keep the mitzvahs according to Achrenim, it's all the loisases. He's got to keep the loisases, ensure that we don't stumble in our observance by watching him do whatever he wants. We don't pass him like Achrenim, we don't pass him like Rabbi Meir, we pass him like Drabonin, that Agir Toishov has to accept all Sheva mitzvahs. Continues the Chazinish, third line here in the second paragraph. <coughs> Can only accept the Ger Toishav and allow him to live in Eretz Yisrael when there's Yoivel, like we just mentioned before. So therefore, they're done. Only Heter to allow a Goy in Eretz Yisrael's Ger Toishav. We don't accept them anymore. Sorry, the border's closed. Nothing to do. According to the Rambam. Because of Haraivid, and we'll see the Raivid in the mirror be more wiggle room. Because of Haraivid, what would be the reason for not allowing them to live in Eretz Yisrael when there's no Yeva? Why is this halach of Gertoshav, whether we accept them a contingent upon Yeva or not? It's a beautiful, very clever Terence explanation. Says the Raivid. We're obliged if, if, if we're going to accept them, it's a mitzvah to accept them, like we saw here in the Gemara. Meaning, it's a it's a love. Love is which means I have to accept them. It's also not say. It's a mitzvah. That's going on in Gir Toshav. Parenthetically, he says, I don't know where he gets that from. I think this is all the Shitasa. He's saying, according to Rebbe, that Loisazger Evid is not referring to Ger Toshav. He still agrees that there's a mitzvah for us to accept the Ger Toshav when applicable. I don't know where the Chazanish gets up. Fine, but there's a mitzvah. Says the, says the Chazanish, explaining the Ravid. The Afshar, Shekol Ha'aniyim, Shebe'umais, you know what's going to happen? We have this obligation. If the guy shows up to our door in Eretz Yisrael, we allow him to stay. And he's ready to take on mitzvahs. You can stay. Well, you know what's going to happen? That's going to be cause a problem. Because all the Aniyim from Sri Lanka and from uh, the South, uh, in Africa and in, in the East and all across the world, the Goyim are going to hear about this wonderful land called Israel, where the Jews take care of you. You just show up, you knock on their door. And you say, I keep the seven and I'm going to heaven, right? And then you're in. And they take care of you. Says the Ravid. And now who's going to be responsible for them? We. So says the Torah. When there's Yoival, you know when there's Yoival? That's when call Yisrael al Admasan. When we're all there occupying Eretz Yisrael, the ain't Shulton Ba'olam, Klai Yisrael's on top of the world. So now, after Elohim, Lamed Bedavar, when you're on top of the world, you have money. We can handle it. We can deal with it. 
We could or have this organized. In the Golas, everyone spread across the diaspora. The ain't shlitas Yisrael shleima. So then we have, don't have full control of Eretz Yisrael. How are, so the, the lashon of the of the of the rivets can be a tirchaditzibura. Who's going to take care of them? The ten people living, the Yishalmi's living in Meisharim, they're going to take care of all the goyim who knock on the door. That Hakadosh Baruch said, I'm not going to put the onus on the few Jews who are left in Eretz Yisrael during the Golas. So is he saying Shlitas Yisrael Shleima means it's Yovel? Because we're kind when of... When Yovel is applicable, when Rav Kal Yisrael is about Artsam, Admasam, which means we have uh, jurisdiction, and then we can have, we can we can take care of it properly. So Shlitas Yisrael Shleima really doesn't matter. Well, that no, well, it's... Well, I think they go hand in hand. I mean, yeah. Yovel is just a simon, not a Siba. Got it. Now he says your Belashan Haraivid Sham near the Ishto cipher because they're in uh, the Rivid, even the way that we have it, even in the Frankel Rambam, it says that Bizman Hayoval Shamtin. So it's a hard word to understand what that means. Shamtin. Shamtin maybe means Shmita. It's hard to understand. He says it's he says it's a it's a to to Bizman Hayeva Shultin. When there's Yovel, then we rule. We are ha- we have jurisdiction. That's the language of the Raivid. Um, when we have jurisdiction, we could take care of it. When we don't, we'll be stuck with thousands, if not millions, of people knocking at our door. And therefore, that's why it only applies Bizman Hayuivo. Now, <coughs> now he's gonna go that that's the Raivid explained that explaining one aspect of Girtashov, but the Raivid and the Rambam disagree. To a certain degree, and now he's going to explain that here in Ois Gimel. V'dasa Rambam, the kavan the ain onu mekablin also. So it follows: if we're not going to accept a guy who knocks on our door, bizman hazeh loy huter yeshivasei boaretz, he's not allowed to hang around. Afal gavsha huzar b'shiva mitzvus. He says, "Are you kidding me? I have. I could give you my resume." I have plenty of references. I've been keeping Shiva Mitzvahs for years. Rambam says, I'm sorry. We don't accept Kir Toshiv nowadays. You have to leave. The Beloy Kabbalah ain't onu bituchim. So it explains the Chazanish, because if you don't have an official Kabbalah in Bezdin, so then we can't guarantee ourselves bezihirusam, that you're really going to stick to your word. And we're not experts in really figuring out whether, you know, follow through with all your references. We're not gonna, we're not gonna rely on that system. That's the sheet of the Rambam. However, the Ravid disagrees. Avodasa Ravid, it stands for Rabbi Avram, the culture who nizer mitzvahs, as long as we know that this non-Jew is keeping seven mitzvahs, he's a Noahide, as they call them these days. We would accept him. There's just a technicality. Due to the difficulty, like the Ravid explained, so we don't have to go through the Kabbalah process and we don't have to take care of them. However, we're not obligated to sustain and support him because that would be impossible when Kal Yisrael is not there in Eretz Yisrael. However, right, why shall you know how to cool him the arts? Because if, like he explained before, if we allow, if we accept Kirtayshev, we're going to have 5 million of them showing up at our door from Sri Lanka tomorrow. So we don't want to do that. 
However, according to the Raivet, if they're going to keep Sheva Mitzvah, they're allowed to stay. They can stay here in Eretz Yisrael. There's no concern that they're going to lead us astray because they're good people. They're very good people. They're really trying to do the right thing. So, this is a machloikas. Again, it's going to come into Adaraisa between the Rambam and the Raivet. There's an Isra in the Torah of Loisachanim. Loisachanim, we're dealing with Adaraisa. Machloikas Rambam Raivet. If they accept Sheva Mitzvah. Now, it's not just Sheva Mitzvah. The Chazanish has a Kiddush. He's going to come up in a second. He says, "When the stabber, the gamla inyan chaniyu bekarka, v'litin lehamatnas chinam nami b'machlokes shnuya." Not only legabe lo yeshvu, the this machlokes in the Rambam, the Rivet would apply as well to lo sechonim. The ladas harambam kol she'en lo kabbala machmerin an imo kishar nochri. If he doesn't have a kabbala, he doesn't have a uh, authorized a license to live here. Sorry, we say sorry, Charlie, go home." But according to the Ravid, we will allow him to stay. However, here's a caveat in the Ravid. This guy who's keeping seven mitzvahs, he also has to have full emuna in us. Meaning to say, he believes that the Jews have to keep all 613 commandments. And they have to keep their seven. Avo. And, and this is the Chirish of the Chazanish. I didn't see this in the Rishonim. Im yeshlo deos kozvos. Vehum ishubed ledeosav. If this guy is a koifer, he has a seven mitzvahs, but he holds there's no such thing as tefillin. No such thing. You guys, you're wasting your time putting those black boxes and black straps on your arms every day. What are you guys doing? What are you sitting in those huts for? If he has those deus kozos, I'm keeping my seven, and he does. He has his rule book. He's keeping all seven. But he 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 does not believe in our taryag that we should keep. So it says the chazanish af she'im b'hen avodas are abamish v'gamu shomer sheva mitzvahs mitzara yoyisher mitzara yoyisher she'ain a roy lekabul gertoyisham. Right? It makes sense that we should not bring him in because he's going to lead us astray. He's going to tell us, right? He's, he's like living next to Kaifer. It's not healthy for Jews to live with Kaifer. They're going to cause us to go astray with their Kfira. They have heresy. We don't want them to live near us. Now, even though when it comes to Stam let's say you have a cleaning lady in your house. And she touches your open bottle of non-mavushal wine, it becomes Asr Bishtiya. There's another Isra of Hanna. Can you tell your cleaning lady, ooh, you know, and I can't drink this anymore, but here you can have it. Can you do that? Isra Hanna is dependent on whether they serve Avodazar. If she's Christian, cannot give that bottle to her. Right? Pastor Christians are Avodazar. If she's an Arab, Muslim, or she's an atheist. You can, because she's not even a Zor. So even though the Isser Hanna is contingent upon whether they serve a Zor or not, in the Taz in Yeridea, 
says the Chazanish, when it comes to Lysa it does not matter whether they are good in the Avodah department. They have to be believers in our system and they have to keep Sheva Mitzvah in their system. So that's how, as you can see, the Chazanish is making it a little quite hard to find a guy that's really going to make the cut, especially nowadays, to, 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 to sell him land. You have to find that. Sorry? Isn't there a machlaikas by a shutaf as mother for a guy? By, what did you say? By shutaf? Yeah, shutaf. By the czar, I'm saying it's a guy could be, a guy could be mother for a guy, for a year could be author. To believe that Hashem has a partner. Oh, you're talking about shutaf. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, that's, yes, correct. That's correct. Shutaf, I believe, is mother for a guy. But um, yeah, you know, whatever. It it would depend on on the guy. I still think it's it would be hard. He's definitely narrowing narrowing our options. How many guy mizmanas I keep to seven? I, I've heard that there is, there is a group out there that keep the Noah Hyde laws. Um, we only need one. Well, yeah, we got to find that one. Yeah, there 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 are. <laughs> okay. So that's the Hadron group was actually doing the Kabbalah with them. They were having people come to Eretz Yisrael. They were doing a Kabbalah, but there's no Yovel. It's a before Shukumar. They were doing the Kabbalah in front of this basin. Ah, ah, okay. Just a little. <laughs> Either way, so again, by Yitzchak, again, that's only going to help in the Shittas Haraivid. According to the Rambam, they still need a Kabbalah. Right, right. Okay. So continues the Chazinish. The Avok Gav and Ostalad here. The Avok Gav de Leinian lo sitein lahem chein kol she osa l'revach Yisrael muter. We know that um, there's no Isser to give your cleaning lady presents, you know, a holiday gift, not right next to the holiday, but you're not allowed to Isser. Any guy that you are close with, that you know them, and uh, essentially, you're doing it for your own hanach, as I'll view this as. If I give them a present, they're going to pay me back. They're going to do their job for me better because I gave them a gift. So then there's no isra of Um I remember learning that as a kid. I had a chocolate bar, a Rolo, that didn't have ashkacha. And I was like, oh. my mother said, no, go ahead and give it to the cleaning lady. I didn't really didn't want to give it to her. I'm like, ah, it's also Leisachanim. <laughs> You know, and then I looked into it. I remember I said, no, it's not Lysa Khanim because she works for us. Right? And, uh, but even with it could be Dark Shalom. It could be, yeah. Taisus writes that in Erevin. Um, it depends whether there's dark, a case of Dark Shalom or not. If they don't know about your chocolate bar and you walk off, it's not Dark Shalom if I don't give it to them. You know, that's uh, when you, for example, if you have, if there are beggars in the street and they see and they come and they ask you, you know, can I have, please? You know, I'm homeless. You know, that's not a, a violation of Leisachanim to give them because it's Dakesh They see you're a Jew and you're not giving them Adarabah, Kalita Eva. It's probably a wise thing to give them a penny or something. Um, maybe a penny might be Eva too. <laughs> something a little bit more, more significant. I remember of Ezra once said, he used to drive Rav Rudiman around. Um, and Rav Rudiman was always very machbit to tip, 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 tip the cab driver, to tip any guy that helped him. And uh, he said, but you also have to know that a dollar can make a kiddush Hashem and a dollar can make a chil Hashem. Right? It depends, you know, how much service did the person do for you? 
You know, if he just uh, closed the door for you, give him a dollar. He, he squeegeed your car, you know, he's happy. If he schlepped your luggage from all the way from your car all the way up to your hotel room and you give him a dollar, that's a chil Hashem. So you have to use your seichel. And uh, it's all mutter. It's all, that's all mutter. He did something Eva. Um, but here, some would argue that what about if los is mutter if you know them? So what if I get my Arab neighbor uh, in Eretz Yisrael? Maybe I'm not violating los in the Karka department. It's the same Isser. And by presence, it's mutter if he knows me. If we're close, we have a good relationship. So maybe for giving away Eretz Yisrael, it's also mutter. So it says the Chazan is not so fast. If it's that's the Revach, that's what Rebbe Lezer was allowed to, to free his servant. Says the does not apply here when selling Eretz Yisrael. The Nesinas Chain, it's very different, fundamental difference in the Lamdas of the Yisr. When it comes to giving, showing favor to a goy, giving him presents, what's the Yisr that the Torah is upset about? Now you have this bond with the goy. Oh, you know, you're giving him presents, he feels good about you. That the Torah doesn't want. You know, when you're doing it for your own, you have your own selfish motives there, because you know him, he's going to do a better job mowing your lawn the next week. So then that's not, that's, the Torah doesn't care because they know why, the Torah knows why you're doing it. You're doing it for yourself, not for him. And he knows that. He knows that you're doing it for yourself. Just the mere fact that you're here as a guy who's living in Admas Yisrael. hates that. He despises that. If he acquires the land, and now it's under his, he's got the title. Hashem says, what in the world is this guy doing here? There's a guy living on Gairat Yisrael. I don't care whether he's your best friend, whether he's your, your gardener, doesn't matter. He's living in Eretz Yisrael. That's the problem. So there's no, it's no, no correlation just because they're all under the same umbrella, lav of Loisachanim. You have to look at the lambdas in each department and say whether the heter of Makiroi is applicable or not. And therefore the Chazar says, does not apply over here. The Torah does not uh, divide, give us you know, um, such details. And even if you're going to say the guy is not living here, you know, the guy is living in China, you know, for a tkufa in Toronto, the prices of homes two years ago skyrocketed. They literally shot up. I remember across the street from my parents, a little three bedroom house was going $1.6 million. It was like unheard of. And everyone's like, where's this coming from? It was discovered quite fast that they, uh, a, a group of people, of investors in China, I think in China or Japan, found out about Toronto, found that we're doing these hot from neighborhoods. They were buying these homes to rent them out. They had plenty of money out there and they were just buying them up and just raising up the prices. It was unaffordable. The Canadian government came and put a 20% tax on top of everything on all foreign purchases from there. And that stopped it. It stopped it. <laughs> Stunted the growth, Baruch Hashem. 
Unfortunately, it's a little bit up now, but it, uh, for a few years, it was, it was better. So, he, so says the Chazanish, maybe you'll say, if you have a person, a guy in China, buying land in Eretz Yisrael, maybe that's mutter. Maybe that should be fine. He's not living here. He just owns it. So you'll sell, you'll have your head to Mechira to, to a guy who's living in China. No, he's not, he's not living here. Right? You can't have, even if he's not living here on the karka itself, he owns it. Done. Awesome. There's nothing you could do about it. Ulafikah concludes the Chazinish. Therefore, there's no room at all to permit selling land in Eretz Yisrael to avoid, to sidestep the Kedusha Shemitah. To the contrary, you're hurting yourself. You're shooting yourself in the foot. Shmita says the Chazanish, like Rabbi Yitzchak and Specter said, is only the Rabbanon. Umechira selling Eretz Yisrael is lav daraisa. That's a biblical prohibition. Kitreifa ubaser b'chalav. And this is a real, real iser, boys. Says the Chazanish, this is not a joke. So you think you're, you have this, you're, you're, you're getting, you're saving yourself from Shmita. You're running yourself into the, into the, in, into a much greater issue. B'chein kasev b'meishiv davar siminon. That we discussed last week. That this tshuva of the Meish of Dover is not really from the Meish of Dover. Right? It was from uh, Rav Margolis. Mar- Margolius. Who we'll, we'll see that Bezer Hashem soon. Chazanish didn't know it. The Ridvaz didn't know it. Remember, it was printed erroneously in the Meish of Dover. Um, but the Chazanish approved of the tshuva. And he says too, that you see the, the in that tshuva as well. Shmit is the Rabbanon. And uh, selling is the Raisa. So... Don't do this. Now, the Chazanish says, and if you do it, and you think you're gonna, you, you think it's better, 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 let's get out of it. So the Chazanish, you know what? You're not even helping yourself. Here's the trap. Which is usually the case if you sell, you know, like how by Mechir's Chametz, Right, people, they go to the Rav, they give their chametz, they, they make the Rav the shliach, and the Rav sells their chametz to the guy. Well, if you sell your land, you do your heter mechira through the rabbi, which is the shliach, then guess what, says the chazanish? Vaday lo chayel ha mechira. Mechira doesn't even work. Midin ain't shliach Because according to what I've written here, this is an aveira that's going on. You're not allowed to sell this karka. And you say, Chazanish, you know, you deal with your thing. I'm going ahead with it anyways. I, I'm, I care about Shemitah more. Right? Stupid. But let's say he says that. He says, Chazanish, you're not doing anything. You don't, you're not helping yourself with, with, with your Mechira because it's not going to work. Because it's an Aveira. It ain't Shlich Ledvar Aveira. Guess what Chazanish says? I'm happy. I'm happy, right? If you do it with a shliach, better, you know, if, 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 if you were coming to Chazanish and you said, Rabbi, Rabbi Karelitz, you know, I saw what you wrote in your Sefer, but I'm going ahead with it anyways. You know, do you, what do you prescribe me to do? Chazanish says, go get a rabbi to do it. Go get someone else to sell it for you. Because this way, according to Chazanish, he's doing the toivas ha He doesn't want the person to go to Gehenim. Bigger Gehenim. He says, don't, don't violate the Issa Daraisa of Lesachanim. At least fine, you know, not not fine, but uh, you'll 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 only be over the smaller iser of of shmita, which is the rabbanon. 
Now, someone raised the other week, interesting question. <coughs> if a person can violate a daraisa once by selling his karka once, or he's going to violate Shemitah day after day, okay, let's say it's only the Rabbanan. We said the Nitziv held its daraisa. Chazanish holds the Rabbanan. Is it better to violate a daraisa only once? Meaning, if I have to stop a Jew, I see a Jew, there's a mitzvah, Frishim Yisura. And I could stop him. I could save him from, from, from not violating a daraisa once and kind of direct him to violating multiple darabonans many, many times. What's better? I still think that it's better not to violate a daraisa. Daraisa is much more chamer. You know, who says I have to deal with the rabbonan of, of, of next week? Right now, I have in front of me one Shaila, one Darabonon, one Daraisa. Daraisa trumps. I got to save him for that. Maybe tomorrow he'll die. I don't know what's going to happen. I have to take into account what the rest of his life is going to be. Maybe he'll do tshuva. Right now, I have. I can't tell him to violate a Daraisa, right? Because I know this is event, you know, for the better, even if it would be true. And I don't know. I'm not a Kodesh Baruch And I don't have a right at the top of my head, which if, if one way or another is better, if I know for a fact the person is going to do multiple Darabonons today, or wonder I said today. I still would think that wonder I said that's my own svar. But certainly, if it's over multiple days, um, I would think that right now it's a no-brainer. Don't tell him to don't tell tell him to not have, to not violate the daraisa. I'll deal with the rabbanon later. So the chazanish would, and he says, I, do it al shliach, and you're saved from this problem of uh, of selling karka eretzisra. Now, <coughs> the last paragraph. Here in the Chazanish. I hope we can get through this today. I don't know if we will. But we mentioned a issue that Rashmul Salant raised in his first letter to Rabbi Khanan. That was, is that Rabbi Khanan opined that it's ideal to sell the karka for two years and that's it. Mechir Lizman. I'm only selling, I'm not selling the land to the non Jew forever. This is just going to be a two year sale. So ask Rashmul Salant. Is this a sale or is this a lease? What is it? You know, if it's a lease, so then you're not saving yourself from a shvius because you still own the land and you're you're working, you're cultivating your land. Happens to be a guy's renting it, but Ba'etzim, it's still yours. And if it's a mechira, so then you're over on So what is a mechira lezman? Is a mechira lezman schiris or is a mechira lezman a mechira? Now, maybe, maybe Rebbe Yitzhak can get out of the Sechiris issue. But again, if you're trying to sidestep Lo Sechanim and get out of Mechira department, get you into the leasing department, because leasing department, we will discuss, I think we briefly mentioned it, is not as problematic in the world of Lo Sechanim and Lo Yeshvu. They're not here for permanent, permanently. They're here just temporarily. Um, that's not as bad. It's not as bad as, as if I, it's still the Rabbon, it's not the rice. So how do, how do we evaluate? How do we assess a mechir lizman? That's going to be the question. How do you, how do you, what is it? What is a mechir lizman? Um, isn't it the right so there is no mechir? What do you mean? There's, it, I didn't understand that. You can't have mechir. It always goes back to the original owner. By yoivel. But yeah, but every Shemitah doesn't go back to original. It's not called Mechira. It's a lease of most of 50 years. It's not a real Mechira. You're saying anytime I sell something, anytime I sell land in Eretz Yisrael to another Jew, you're saying it's not really Mechira because it's a lease for 50 years. 
Right. So how does the Isser of selling it to a Goyim work if there's never Mechira? Okay. No, that, that's, that was Rav Shmoflan's question. Right? Whether you're saying it should be true for even 50 years. What's the threshold of Mechira? Right. right. If, there's, if there's a clause that at, the, at some point in time, this is going to be done, right? So then Lachora, that should be, and that's, that's part of the question. Good. Now, a, uh, a, a issue I was, I, was, I was scrapping with today is, is, you know, it's interesting. There are people who, who own apartments in Yushalayim. You know, most apartments in Yushalayim, I believe, are owned by, uh, by, by Jews, from Jews, many of them. And non-Goyim, you know, I had a woman knock on my door a few weeks ago. She was looking for the previous owner of my house. And then she saw my yarmulke and she said, oh, you guys are Jewish. You know, I go there, I've, I've, I've visited, I've been in Israel many times, you know, and I said, oh, you have family there, you know, and she says, well, not quite. And I said, what do you mean? She said, well, I'm not Jewish. I said, oh, okay. You know, I thought she was bageling, like all good Jews do. And she wasn't even Jewish. And she's Catholic, whatever it is. You know, the Goyim, they have interest in Eretz Yisrael and they visit it. Um, you can ask Yaakov Berkowitz. He had a very funny story um, two circuses ago about a, uh, in his, he went, he went out, rented an apartment and there was another couple renting an, an adjacent apartment and they, they were not, they, they, they saw them, they asked them where's the co-cell and they told them where to go and they invited them over for Shabbos meal. They had them over as Gishmak, and then in the middle of the meal so came up and someone asked them, you know, are you Jewish? And they said, no, we're not Jewish. We have these goyim sitting at our Shabbos table, thinking we're doing kirib, we're spending teaching them so much Taira and yeah, you this part and that. And I was, With there are many goyim who go to visit Eretz Yisrael. And it's funny, but at the end of the day, we have a halachic problem at our hands. If I have an apartment that I rent out, many Jews are not are not home. Americans are not home in their apartments. They want to rent. They're looking for renters, and a guy offers a nice dollar for their apartment for three weeks, two weeks. They're staying, they're coming to stay in Jerusalem, going touring. Are you allowed to rent that out to them? Now, Sechiris Batim, we're going to see the Sukhina Vedizar, which is really what Chazan is going to talk about in this last paragraph. Sechiris Batim is Mutter, says the Gemara of Aloy Ladira. It's Mutter, they want a CV, they want a store, they want to use it, it's fine. I'm allowed to rent it. Passing the Grab Yosi, not the Grab Meir. Meir holds also. it's Mutter. Question is, is this called the Dira? You're there for two, three weeks. Is that called the Dira? And then they're living there. They're sleeping there. They're eating there. They're the Dira. So the Mechaber holds that it's Asr. And the Ramah says it's Mutter. Because Bizman has a, the whole issue is they're going to bring in their Gechkes. They don't have Gechkes anymore. The Shach says, the Shach only lived about a uh, hundred years after the Ramah. He says, you know, I don't know what the Ramah is talking about because in our time, they sure have plenty of Gechkes. They have their crosses. They have lots of Vavodizar. So the Shach wants to say that uh, the only reason why it could be Mutter Bismanazeh is because even the Jew doesn't really own this apartment, doesn't really own the Karka because he's paying taxes to the non-Jewish government. That means that the non-Jewish government really has jurisdiction over his apartment, over his property. And therefore, that wouldn't be the issue. Now, I don't know if that's true, Bismanazeh, Neret Yisrael, because... Number one, the government's Jewish, and number and number two is I don't know how the the taxes were. You have to figure no, but, out. The but they have a they have a different problem. Is that the church owns a lot of the land, like the land of the Knesset that is owned by the church, and they lease it to the state for hundred years. Really? Lot of, yeah. 
Yeah. Very similar to how we Oops. do ground rent here. I didn't know. Mr. Rechavia. Okay, so maybe Rechavia, how you have the Shach in the Rechavia. I don't know. Again, but if it, you're saying it's really all my turns, it's leased out to the government. So then the taxes that I'm paying to the government, that's not really his chaybis to the, to the church. No, but it's, but it's worse than that. So you're paying the ground rent to the church. But there's still ground rent over there? Yeah. I'm saying the, the lease, whatever the lease. Okay, it's an interesting question. I, I we have to do some more more research. It's just something that I uh, I was thinking about today. Okay, so Beizer Hashem, next week we will get into this discussion of Mechir Lizman, and maybe we'll talk about uh, renting out your apartment um, in Eretz Yisrael. So go. Ahead. All right. Yeah.